Blog Talk Radio. Eyes wide open, but I feel so blind. I got this deep stealing love from my heart, hope from my mind. Got me believing that I don't have a place. I drown in my fears as my tears clear down my face. Be down, Mr. Batman. You're asleep in the night. I was so scared, I found no relief. I shake and I hide. Be down, Mr. Batman. Cause you won't crush my dreams. I hear my soul, so just don't let go. everybody. <laughs> what a way to start the show off today, huh? Had a little technical difficulties and then I kind of got dropped out of the system there. So I'm calling in uh, just like anybody else would call in today and I'm still going to run the show here. So don't worry about it. We just had a little glitch there as we started off. By the way, that song that you were listening to as the show opened is by today's guest. It's called Mr. Badman. And uh, our guest today is Wayne Chater. And you're really going to love his story, what he has to share today. And I'm excited to have him here because he's taken his time to call all the way in from Australia today. But I do want to start off by extending a big, giant welcome to everybody, whether you're returning because you've listened to the show before, you know what I do here, you like what's going on here, or welcome because you're joining us for the very first time. We do stream live in three additional places, which is Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, 
and also PEN, known as Pair Encounters Network, and I welcome everybody listening through those channels as well. And what I do is during this show, I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life codes. And when I do this, many times what I do is I have guests on the show. Um, It's about 50-50. Sometimes I'm doing my own shows. Sometimes I have other guests on the show. But it gives you a chance that way to learn about other things that might be an option for your code energy. And then like today, I also highlight different musical artists along the way. And I do a variety of different topics, tools, resources, thoughts that uh, come out allowing you to have your own personal exploration and things, to gain some universal insights and to expand your perception and how life works. Because, you know, it's really, it's really about that, isn't it? A lot of times, I mean, we're here to, you know, on one hand there's a purpose, on another hand there's not. But it's about how you function in the world and what works for you. Now, in my own work, what I do is interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. And I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, which some of you may have heard uh, me do way early on at the beginning of the show uh, time frame when I started off doing things. And uh, mostly you'll find that where other people have interviewed me, and you can you can listen to that uh, I'll give you a place that you can connect with that in a minute. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life, Dreams, and its companion workbook, which are based on relationships, how to find and activate your perfect relationship for you. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. And then I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book, which actually is an international bestseller, number one bestseller, I should say, and that is Embraced by the Divine a Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And in addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. And I'm gradually working on how I'm going to be bringing some things out in that capacity. Uh, as well, I will be traveling out to California near the Los Angeles area, um, actually a little south of Los Angeles, come around June, so there'll be uh, probably some things happening around that area I would anticipate, and and a few other states, who knows, I may be making a pass through Colorado, we'll just see what what, uh, unfolds between now and then. And you can follow, by the way, all the events, my workshops, and all of those great things through my website, jessianmichelsgeorgeandnumber1.com. Now, just a reminder, if you do enjoy the show today, I encourage you to make certain that you tell your friends and family and significant others. And, you know, because I find when I share the show, it's always something amazing that happens. Somebody always comes back and goes, oh, my gosh, I just, that was an amazing guest that you had on. Or, you know, I've been wondering about this topic or this really helped me out with something in my life. So you don't know. You may just change a life in that process of of sharing the show. And they can always listen to it, getting to it by the very same link you used to get into our live show today and um, then listen to it at their convenience. And it's available immediately after we finish here today. And then also um, they can catch it as a podcast on iTunes, tunein.com, or through my YouTube channel. So there's a whole lot of options for things and for how they work here. So that's a, you know, that's a very positive aspect there, whatever somebody's preference or choices or any of that. Now, what uh, I like to do for those that have listened in each week, they know that I like to delve into a little book called The 72 Names of God. 
by Kabbalah master Yehuda Burke. And I love it because Yehuda does things in that, you know, he puts it in real life. He puts it in, in our reality, so to say, and makes it a little more tangible for us to get some of these understandings and perceptions. And so every week I turn into the next page in the book to see what his thought is for the week. And this also goes on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. So I like to go back and look at things throughout the week when I'm working with a certain energy flow for the week. And you can find that there and you can go back and read through it as well during the week. Now, the the name of God that he has, and he has the formal name and the common name, and the common name of God that we have this week is removing hatred. And the little initial message that he has on this is, I've seen the enemy, and they are us. And he goes on to provide the insight of all destruction, including even natural disasters, occurs for one reason, humanity's hatred toward our fellow beings. Kabbalah teaches that tornadoes, floods, earthquakes, and disease are born from the collective hatred that burns in our hearts. The truth, there is no such thing as natural disasters despite what our innocent insurance policies might say. Now, human behavior and the human heart are the sole determining factors as to what occurs in our environment and what transpires between nations. And here's what the ancient Kabbalists had to say on this matter. If a person witnesses any form of hatred on his own street or anywhere in the world, it means this person still has some measure of hatred lingering in his own soul. Now, if we harbor even the slightest bit of hatred or animosity for another person, for any reason whatsoever, valid or invalid, whether we're aware of it or whether we're in self-denial, we still bring destruction to the world. So by cleansing the hatred in our own hearts, we can remedy all the world's problems at once, at the level of their root cause. And this is a big thing. We think of all the so-called natural disasters happening, the big snowstorms on the East Coast and um, high heat in other areas and floods in other areas and things. And the earth is reacting to our heart space. Matter of fact, later this year I have an entire show um, based around the coast that are involved in different uh, things that happen, weather patterns and things like this that happen. So you know, it's important for us to realize and acknowledge that these things aren't happening to us, but that we are creating them. And it's time for us to shift that balance. It's time for us to get back to our hearts and to create a different option than what we're experiencing right now. And the meditation that Yehuda goes on to give is be painfully honest. Acknowledge every person or group of people toward whom you feel anger, envy, malice, total disgust, or any combination thereof. With the light of this name, drop these negative feelings like a load of wet laundry. So again, we're dealing with the concept this week from Yehuda of removing hatred, and the formal name is Rush Yud Yud. Okay, that's Rush Yud Yud. And again, you can find that on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, Jesse and Nichols George number1.com. Now, I've got a little thought here to uh, bring us together to hold us over to when our guest will um, be coming on the air. And I, I see that he's there and he's around. So 
that's exciting. Now, a little bit just to kind of get us headed in the direction of, of where we're going. And, you know, those that know me know that I like to bring my guests on through the turning of the year. And this is a very important time of the turning of the year. It's a, a time where we welcome back life energy, the feminine energy into the earth in our natural cycle of the seasonal year. And it's a time where we are restoring uh, the love and the light and, and the light is growing again. So um, I think that this is going to be a, a wonderful guest to have on today because I was looking at some different avenues of, of where to go <laughs> with a musical guest and this guest happened to come to me through a connection and, and I was like, yes, yes, this is what we want on here today. So um, it's exciting. But a little thought here before we go to a break song and get our guest on today and that is how simple is your life and how real are you living? Is your life filled with complicated situations or the need to be something that you are not? It is so easy in a world that runs at such a fast pace and full of technology to make things complicated. Many people get wrapped up in worrying about being good enough, solid enough, presentable enough, and really just being enough. And this can be a really vicious cycle for anyone. This may start with something as simple as wanting to do a good job at work or wanting to be liked by someone that you have an interest in or even wanting to make your parents or others proud of you. However, this is also a life that is based on living outside of ourselves, living by others' thoughts and opinions, and it is a life that becomes complicated. This type of life is not one where people will find the fulfillment, no matter how much they measure up or surpass the perceived expectations that they are living in. And I have noticed that so many today are really afraid to be themselves, to express their likes and their dislikes. And this may come from fear of offending others or fear of not being accepted or fear that they will disappoint others. However, again, this can only be when we are living to please others. And this world, from the time we are born, brings in aspects of having to achieve certain things within certain guidelines and working based on the standards that others have set for us, such as a child that needs to learn to walk by a certain age or have certain skills developed at a certain point. Otherwise, they are deemed slow, a problem, a disappointment, and many other terms that may be used which lay the foundation of never being good enough, and accepted for who they are. As adults, we carry this over into careers by trying to get ahead, make a good impression on the boss. We have to achieve certain skills to progress or be promoted. We are pushed to do more, take on more, have more, 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 more. As in, you have to have more than your neighbor, friends, or to be more successful than your parents were, or give more to your children. How ironic is this? This often leads to being something that we are not, and it is in this cover-up in trying to do the piece that others find important that we can easily forsake our own special light and gifts that we are here to shine. A lack of fulfillment takes over as we move faster and faster in a shell of something we are not. It is in this space that we often will come to a screeching halt often known as a wake-up call. Now, this is something that Wayne Chater 
knows all too well. He had a love and passion for music and poetry, but set it aside for other things in life. And his wake-up call came in the form of a brain tumor. And I can relate to this having been through some strong health issues as well in my path, and mine really shifted me into a life that led me to simplify and to be real, to step out of worrying about whether others approved or didn't, to embrace what was really me, whether anyone else liked it or not. And it made me slow down and simplify. And this should tell us something, because divine presence presence isn't outside. It is not in the fast-paced hustle and bustle of getting ahead in the material world and then pleasing others. Yet it is very evident in the simple things and very visible and available when we slow down. We experience this often with a true vacation. Experience this when we take time to be still and do for ourselves. Self is actually coded to the energy of divine presence and energy. And it is when we allow ourselves to be real in the world that we give people the chance to really love us. And this is because we are sharing the spark of the divine that we carry within us. It is not about being loved by someone else in the world, but about being our own spark of light. And that light is simple, raw, real from within. The rose does not try to be a pine tree, and the pine tree does not try to be a grapevine. The color blue does not try to be red, and red does not try to be yellow. Each embraces what it is and simply lives fully as its true self. Be what you are and not what you are not. For many, being in this space is scary as it requires a certain level of vulnerability. However, when willing to surrender and experience this space, we find it is not scary at all, but liberating, energizing, and yes, fulfilling. It is here that we connect with divine abundance and euphoria. What are you doing to live raw? And are you keeping things simple in your life? And what can you do to be more fully yourself? It's a lot to think about. Got some really big topics and something we're going to delve into on this show, which we're also going to be sharing some great music by today's guest, Wayne Chater. Now, one little piece here before we go into break and bring our guest on today, and that is our code energy for the week. And by the way, you can find you know, all these things, again, the, the name of God from Yehuda that we dealt with this week, as well as the code energy on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianmichelsgeorgemanumberone.com. So the code energy for this week, it brings promise of success. And this is a time where our efforts can pay off for us, where the trials and tribulations that we have been through begin to have meaning for us. And we can gain understanding of the purpose of the challenges that we have been through in our life. This marks the time of doors opening, advancement, and receiving recognition for what you have done. As this happens, remember to remain humble, graciously receive it all, and have compassion for those that have not done the work and still have challenges that they are experiencing. Enjoy the progression that is happening now for yourself. Smile from within. And this is the real key to it, being lasting and sustaining. There's no need to put it in others' face or to seek affirmation from them, divine connection in motion. Enjoy the embrace of this and allow yourself to feel it in the deepest core of your being. Of course, it is always wise to not become reckless in your success. 
So keep operating with wisdom and use it to keep creating real and lasting experiences. Instead of putting the energy of this success only on material world things, I'm going to, you know, that's the difference. Let it be lasting. Enjoy it. And when you get the success, use it wisely. I'm going to take a short break, and when I return, we're going to have with us Wayne Chater because he's going to jump in here. I believe through Skype he's coming in today. And we're going to be talking more about living raw and simple, getting real in life. And the song I've got for you during the break is by today's guest. It is called Grow. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. And I do see Wayne hanging out there in the chat room. So, Wayne, um, where you're listening in there, you can just click on the blue sky I- Skype icon, if you would, that's next to the phone number right above the scrolling picture. And um, that should connect you to Blog Talk Radio and bring you right into my chat room. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Behind the crowds 
as a means to cope. And I'm going to make a correction here because I said earlier it was Wayne that had the brain tumor and it was not indeed, it was his father. So my bad for that, as you want to say in there, but he, in the process of searching for true purpose of his existence and as a means to cope with the emotions pulsing through him, found his outlet in songwriting. And he reconnected with his passion for poetry and singing following his dream to share love and experiences with the world around him through song. Wayne's songs will speak to you in their simplicity and touch you with their rawness and an honesty that comes from experiences where life has brought you to your knees and then shown you just enough to know what is truly important. And he is currently working on his first project called Tunnel Vision, which he's sharing with us today. And Wayne reveals himself without smoke and mirrors. Each day, he remains to living his true purpose. And to put that quite simply is be love. And you can catch up with Wayne through his Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Wayne Chater Music, and that's W-A-Y-N-E-C-H-A-T-E-R-M-U-S-I-C. And I'm going to open up his mic. I believe this is him. And Wayne, welcome to Code Connection. Hi, Jess. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Absolutely. You're on. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it was a little bit of a technical issue before, but yeah, it is real and I'm here now. <laughs> it, it, it was funny. It actually kicked me out of the switchboard and I had to call in <laughs> as, a regular, as a regular caller to get into the switchboard to do the show. So it's kind of amusing then. I've never actually had it totally kick me out of the switchboard. So, um, but you know that that just fits in with today. I look at whatever happens fits in with today, and I would love because you you have such an interesting background, and and I love raw and simple. I think what you're sharing with us today is going to be really important because people have gotten so complicated in the world. But I would love for you to start off with sharing your journey a little more as far as how you got into doing this musical work why this type of work why doing it with the way you chose to do it sure sure um um well um my, i grew up in uh in, in india in calcutta um love the city it's a uh, city of chaos and uh character it's uh, absolutely beautiful. I love it. Um, you know, in spite of the things that people say about the population, the pollution, and, you know, um, things are uh, difficult to do on a daily basis, but I absolutely love the city. Um, grew up always loving music and sport, and uh, had a chance to go to a really good um, school there in, um, in Calcutta, St. Xavier's. And um, always nurtured, you know, this desire to to perform and to write. Um, that's the opportunity the school gave me. Um, when I, um, um, I kind of went through school not ever thinking that I'd be um, doing music, um, you know, um, as something that I carried on doing for life. I thought I'd do it as a hobby and enjoy things. Like, you know, just basically enjoy it and see where it goes. And once school finished and I went to university and to college, to college and then university, um, I went to university, uh, to college and did commerce because that was just kind of the path you followed. 
you did something and you did a job that made you money and everyone seemed to find things acceptable and you went along with it. So I did an honors degree in commerce in Calcutta. And um, then I started working as a bank. Um, and my job seemed to be going okay. I started to make a little bit of money because I wasn't from a very wealthy family, very middle-class family. And, um, you know, but my family always um, supported whatever it is I was doing. And uh, there's always a lot of love around in the house. And um, that was good for us, I think, as kids. Um, once I finished university, I decided um, I, I finished working for a couple of years and then um, went through a difficult breakup uh, with a person that I loved very much and uh, decided it was time to move on in my life. And I decided to come and live in Sydney. And I went to university to a master's degree here. I did a master's in accounting. And um struggled a lot with uh, getting work once I being a new immigrant in a new country. And um, I did quite a few jobs. I worked in retail, um, you know, in, um, as an analyst with a couple of big companies. Um, did a sales role finally. And uh, the, the changing point in my life, I think, was uh, when my dad was diagnosed with cancer. It was a massive eye-opener for me. And I don't know what it was, but when I went down and saw my father, who had never really been ill in his life, um, you know, see life be taken away from him. You know, he fought with courage and uh, he fought a losing battle. Um, Not once did he complain. Not once did he, um, you know, ask why is this happening to me. He just seemed to accept it graciously and go through whatever it is he was going through. And um, when I returned to Sydney after that, um, I was, I didn't know what I was actually. (laughs) I was um, confused. I was um, sad, a combination of a lot of emotions and feelings and um, didn't really know where my place was or what my purpose was. I was uh, also in a relationship with a lovely girl at the moment, at that time. And um, none of it seemed to be enough for me. And I seemed to be just surrounded by a very dark space. And I didn't know what was happening. And it spiraled out of control um, to the point where I was actually suicidal. And, um, you know, went to see a lot of people and psychiatrists and got put on medication and things like that. And um, I decided then to ask myself, you know, a question. I had an aunt who was very supportive of me here in Sydney. And um, the, I, there were days that I really couldn't um, move or or get out of bed. And um, it went on for a long time, for almost 18 months. And in my heart, there was a little voice that kept saying, you know, um, you can do this. Even when, you know, you think you can't, you can do this. It was just something I was listening to. And um, I everything then fell apart. I couldn't go to work. I had to quit my job. Um, my relationship was over. I had to move out from the, house, uh, the apartment that I was sharing with my girlfriend. Um, and I was uh, completely alone. And in this time, all I would do really was um, head out um, 
I looked for a quiet place. Maybe uh, there was a lovely temple called Nantian, which is a Buddhist temple here. I go to the church. Anywhere where I could find a bit of quiet, sit at the beach, and just sit and acknowledge the fact that I am here. And that's all I would keep saying, I am here. And um, eventually I started to feel a little bit of energy return to me. And um, I, I decided to start doing things that I just really loved. And uh, for a long time, I hadn't written or sung. And the songs that I've written for Tunnel Vision are all born out of that experience. So I used to go into Central Tunnel in Sydney and um, just play music acoustically and sing whatever it is that my heart was feeling. And those songs were born from that. And um, I found that I was in a space where I was regaining my light and the darkness was disappearing. And people would come up to me in the tunnel and comment on you know an energy that you're giving out in this space because you see it's a really busy tunnel and people are always walking through and um, you know that's kind of where the journey is and um, the the music just I do because I love it um, not not because um, for any other reason if I do make um, you know sometimes I do make some money off it and that's okay but I work another day job and the music I do purely out of love and um, the day job pays the bills. And that's all it is. Um, that's pretty much the story. Uh, there's a few more layers to it, but I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> well, you know, and and your journey is one that I think a lot of people maybe haven't hit as hard or as, as big of walls as maybe you have along the way. I understand that aspect of not getting out of bed because I know my own health issues along the way, I couldn't get out of bed. I was, like you, you know, stressed, things weren't fulfilling. Um, the world was crumbling apart on me, and I, I got to a point where I couldn't feel my legs, and it would take me two or three hours to get out of bed in the morning. Um, couldn't see to the end of my bed. And, you know, hopefully through stories like yourself and the examples that you're sharing here today, uh, and these that we can be a catalyst for people not to have to get to those points before they turn things around and go, yes, I've got to have that love and that passion in my life and, and put an emphasis on that. And, and it's still okay to work a day job because for so long, I think we've been programmed as spiritual people or those that, that step into the spiritual industry as, you know, you're a failure if you have to work a day job in addition to doing your passion or, you know, you're you're not manifesting well enough if you're having to do anything else. And it's not the case um, when we get down to it. It just, to me, isn't the case. But you have a song that it seems like it applies to this journey that you went through, and I, I'd love for you to share some more layers regarding that which is called through it all because i think that that really is it is is coming through it sometimes and like yourself i've been through a suicide attempt i've been through some of those darker spaces and somehow we do manage to get through it all that's that's absolutely true and um you know um i think the truth is that we must not be afraid of acknowledging those moments and uh, sometimes when I speak, as I do, um, you know, I'm quite open to, to let people know what I've been through. And um, 
gets frowned upon sometimes for being too honest, but that that is who we are. Who are we without, you know, being our honest selves? And um, instead of, like, the idea is not to try and paint a picture of who you are. It is to be who you are. And um, I loved what you were saying earlier on the show um, about being yourself. And, you know, we, we, we come through this life conforming to a lot of things, being conditioned by a lot of things about the way we need to be. And we don't allow ourselves just to be. Um, and um, I'm learning that lesson as we go through, um, you know, each day. And through it all, is, uh, there's an interesting little story behind that song. Um, I wrote this song. My, my sister um, decided that she was going to get married a little over a year after my father passed away. And she asked me to write a song for her. My sister knows full well that um, I don't sit down to write a song. <laughs> um, um, you either feel something or, you know, a little message somewhere, months in the process or even years. So I've written songs where I've written a verse five years ago and the end of the song five years later and just feeling moments. And through it all came to me like that. Um, she asked me to write a song a year before she was getting married. And uh, two weeks before her wedding, she calls me and says, so you done this song right and uh, I was like uh, not really <laughs> and uh, she, as as most brides do she started to freak out a little <laughs> she was like all right I've got the decorations uh, I'm planning this wedding on my own and now I've got my brother who I have to write a song for so I was like no don't worry I'm sure it'll come to me and um, a couple of weeks before I was leaving to go to Goa in India where she got married um, I had a dream and um, it was as simple as that. I was in a sleep, a deep sleep, and my dad was talking to me. And he came to me, and he was there as he was when he was fine. And he literally told me what he wanted to tell my sister, what he wanted to tell my mother, and his little message to myself through the song. And that, without a word of lie, Jesse, that is what the song is. The first verse of the song is what he wants to tell my sister. My beautiful baby, I've watched you grow. And I'm with you today in the light of the sun and stars and every beat that your heart makes. So that is literally what he said, so I put it on paper. And then in the second verse, he talks to my mom and he says, my beautiful darling, we've done our best. Our babies, they have grown. We bless them with this prayer, this share, this journey, they set sail on. Those are the messages there. And um, the little bridge that is there and the chorus were messages to all of us. Uh, you know, about making it through it all, through tough times. And um, the bridge is especially um, of significance to me. And it was a time when, you know, I was at conflict with, you know, whether what I was doing was right for all the money that was coming in. And I had quit that job and I started without anything, without any money. And um, my dad was kind of reiterating the fact that, you know, your true value and your your true wealth is in your soul, deep within you. And that's it. That is really, really wonderful. And, and that's going to be some great things for people to reflect on uh, as we listen to this song here with it. And I, I was chuckling a little bit because I have a niece who is an artist, and 
she's done some music and various things and and that waiting until you know two weeks before the wedding <laughs> to get the song <laughs> to come through well that there's a blend because that's just like the true nature of the artist they just every artist person I know leaves it to the last minute but there's also that piece that when you are in that flow you can't force it and sometimes we just have to trust it as you did in the situation that it's going to come and it's going to happen and I'm going to get exactly the piece of information I need to create this. And, um, and I've been there a couple of times myself where I walked in and, and uh, literally didn't know until the time I was in the event doing it, what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. It's so true though, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I can completely relate. This song is called Through It All, and it's by today's guest, Wayne Chater. So listen in, reflect on some of the thoughts he's given. And if you're just joining us, you'll want to go back and catch some of the beginning and the insights leading into this song. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Baby 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening into Code Connection, and we have today's guest, Wayne Chater, and he's with us sharing his music as we take the next step in the turning of the year and the turning of the seasonal year, and those that have listened in before know that I love to have my musical guest on at the turning of the year because it makes such an impact in helping keep us with the seasons and the cycles naturally um, in there. And, you know, so it's wonderful to have him with us, and he's coming in from Australia uh, here today. So that song that you were listening to is called Through It All, and definitely a wonderful piece that he created, he said, for his sister's wedding, uh, which is very interesting. So, Wayne, you talk about, um, you know, really – you mentioned a term earlier, and we have it in your show description, being a busker or or doing yep. busking. And that's mm-hmm. a term that I would say most people in America are not familiar with. So maybe you right. can tell us a little bit more of what that is about. Right. So um, a busker is basically, um, in Australia, we consider them um, street performers. So it's um, you, you have... Um, you know, we have the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge, a little place in Sydney <laughs> called Circular Key. Um, we have um, a lot of people performing street art and, you know, it could be anything from acrobats to music to poetry to artists um, who just perform and share kind of their art on the street. You can choose it to do it in any avenue you want as grand a scale or as humble a scale as you choose to do. Um, but... I think the important thing is that you get out there and you share it. So you go to the council and you get a license and um, that gives you permission um, to play at select venues around the city. And um, yeah, um, you, uh, you, you may leave a guitar case out there if someone wants to uh, you know, put a few coins in or make a donation or you know, buy your CDs. Um, but you, like for me, it's really just getting out there and doing it to spread a message and to, you know, uh, we, we control the energy that we put out through the universe and the world around us. And, um, you know, there's people walking by us all the time and that energy helps us connect with them. And you choose the energy you give out. And that's what I love. That's why I love busking. You know, I I love this style, and I think it's something that we are going to get back to more and more because, you know, even even though I've been involved in some great <laughs> things along the way, I think what people are learning along the way is a lot of the so-called big names out there, um, you know, whether you're a musician or an author or any of these things, uh, is oftentimes bought. You know, the titles are bought. And I think what we're finding is more and more people like yourself that are saying, hey, I just want to be real and I just want to do my thing and <laughs> I want to play my music or do my writing or whatever it is. And I found some of the most amazing musicians just in small venues, like the person that I had on back at the Autumn Equinox in September who I just happened to find at a farmer's market um, in a town that I was passing through on tour. And so, you know, it's definitely these different 
pieces. And I think I think some of the most amazing people are playing some of the most amazing music that are in those situations. And and there's so much more heart when I listen to those people. That's true, Jess. There are, you, it, it just, it's amazing, right? The amount of beautiful people that are out there choosing to share with one another. And there's no real... Um, it, it's really the act of giving. And the, 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 that's the beauty of it. It does so much for you. Like you uh, and that, like I realized that when I was out there, you know, when you give of yourself, it, people see it as generous or, you know, or you're doing something for others. And, you know, seldom we think of the amount that it actually gives back to you to, to put that stuff out there. And when you talk about, you know, there's a lot of um, big names that have been busking. Um, there's a, recently, I don't know if you've heard of a currently now commercial artist called Passenger, there's Ed Sheeran. They all had careers, uh, beautiful careers now, and they've just been started, you know, humble buskers in the street doing the things that they love. And for me, you know, I love, I like playing at festivals and open mic nights and, you know, little intimate venues where you can connect with people. Um, it, it's just, it just brings, like, I think that completes whatever you create, the artwork is how it connects to everything that is around you and, you know, the energy that feeds back and this beautiful circle that it forms. And, like, you know, that really gives me great joy. Well, and and I, I love what you're sharing here because it provides a really great example. I think a lot of people, they'll start off on a path and it's like, oh, I can make so much money at that and I can do so much of that. But this type of a shift brings us back to an aspect of it's okay to make money. There's nothing wrong with making money at what Absolutely. you love doing and Absolutely. the spiritual arena and music and all of that. But the difference is, is the real money that's coming to you when you play from the heart, when you just get out there and do your passion. And the difference of what you're talking about, like with busking and we have street performers here in the U.S. and things too, is that when oftentimes when they're playing in their, that situation, the focus is not on the money but on the playing. And I like to emphasize that because there's a very big difference, and this is oftentimes why we do connect to that person that's in the club or at open mic or, or those different things because the focus is not on the money but on the experience on the sharing. And that's Absolutely. where the real magic happens. In my opinion, that's where the real magic happens. Absolutely. And, you know, we, 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 um, there's been times when I've been playing and, you know, my, uh, like when I first started out or even now when I go out, sometimes I'll go out as late as one in the morning and it's absolutely quiet because I like the, you know, a lot of the videos that are on the YouTube channel are recorded live at that time. <laughs> so like at one in the morning, <laughs> at two in the morning. And we try and just use the quietness of a space to create something. And um, a lot of the times the people walking by there really need that song or they need that message. And um, they're, during the day or in the afternoon when it's crowded, they need a sense of, you know, that energy coming to them. And I've, I've had, many times I've had my case closed and just been playing and people are like, oh, where can we put some money? And I'll be like, you know, that's, you know, thank you so much for thinking that, you know, you, you'd like to do that for me. I really appreciate it. 
but you know this is this is just for you so enjoy it <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know the reaction that you get back from that is priceless and um, you know the the energy that comes from it is amazing and we use money because that's the term that we know you know we associate sometimes with value and um, there are so many valuable things out there and you know just the the way we interact with people i find and behave with one another and you know the the things that we do in the little conversations that we have with each day that you know that are not on youtube and people don't see that each one of us have like you know that's where your value is and for me that's that's wealth <laughs> absolutely and you know taking that pressure off of people and it's great as you say because i've found the same experience when i'm just doing something purely as a gift, purely because that's something I love, they still want to share. They still want to give, and it's not out of obligation, and that's the best way to receive money, in my opinion. That's the best way to receive from somebody is because they're giving without being asked. They're giving without being prompted to do so, and they're so touched by what you're doing and giving to them that they don't want to let you go without an exchange of some sort. So it's it's a really cool thing that gets set in motion when we do that. Now, part of what you're describing, I imagine, too, there's something that, that connects here with your song, Poetry of Motion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How did you guess, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at picking these these orders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so um, um, do you want a little bit background behind Poetry in Motion, just a little story? I would love it. Excellent. So um, I was working um, a job a couple of years ago in a corporate, in a multinational corporate uh, company, and um, I decided um, on that day that I kept going through to work and it came to a stage where mentally I did everything I needed to do at the job, but physically my body was stopping me from going to work. So even when I went through to work, I would be working and then I'd take a break to be sick and then come back and you know do the rest of my job and go on. But it came to a stage where physically my body was not permitting me, it was telling me, red flag, Wayne, you know you need to start paying attention to me. So um, I decided it was time to quit. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had another part-time job in a retail um, company, so I thought, okay, maybe I can, you know, I'd manage to pay my rent and food with that, and I'll see how things go. So I quit my job, and on the way home on the bus is when I thought of poetry in motion. Um, and I was took my guitar out into the tunnel, to busk and it was crowded with people walking through in peak hour and part of that song is how it starts uh, right so was what I was feeling then and it literally said that run a million miles run a million more I don't want to run this race I want to take it slow and if I fall from grace which is grace you know in the way that sometimes we think we perceive what it is to be successful or um, you know at least I'll know it's poetry in motion. We're in the deep end of the ocean and we're reaching for the light. And uh, the, that was what I was feeling at that stage. And then the second verse was how I wanted to live. And um, it tells you 
over there that, you know, um, I want to live from a place of love. I want to live from a place of happiness. Um, I want to feel the waves. I want to feel this planet I'm on. I don't want to just be rushing through it and, you know, be clouded by all these other things that come in the way of, you know, everything that is beautiful that we're surrounded by. And I want to feel those things and, and connect with them. And, you know, so when I sat down in a little bit of meditation for the day, the, the, the thing that was coming through to me was, you know, poetry in motion, poetry in motion. You're in the deep end of the ocean, but you're reaching for the light. And that's the song. Well, I think it's great, and it's a great reminder to us because so many people do get stuck in that pattern, as you described, of just going through the motions of life and just speeding up and speeding up, and they don't even know really what's happened in their day. I've been there. I've done that. Um, And making the shift that you're talking about is, well, it makes a big shift within us as well. Yeah, yeah there's um, there's no real way to explain it. Um, my mom thought I w- it was too early for a midlife crisis. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a few calls, concerned calls from a lot of people, uh, obviously looking out for my benefit. And um, it made me doubt myself as well uh, for a long time um, as to the decision that I was making. And I was like, you know what? I can always find something else to do if I like for money, and I have found other work, and that's absolutely fine. But I want to reevaluate the way I spend my day and my time and my energy, and when I come back home, how I utilize that energy. And um, I'm able to do that now, even though I sometimes work long hours and it's shift work and it's all over the place. But the time that I have for myself is truly my own. And uh, I try to utilize that in, you know, the best way that I can, doing the things I love. And and it is very important to honor that. This song is called Poetry in Motion or Poetry of Motion. It's by Wayne Shader, today's guest. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes, so enjoy this. I wanna feel the waves 
And do the best I can With every single day Live from a place of love And happiness And it will be Today I have with me Wayne Chater, who is the musician of that music you were just listening to um, in there, and that's uh, been really great. We've been discussing a lot of different concepts and, and the different aspects of living in life and, and bringing forward some of these getting in tune with ourselves, how, you know, uh, Wayne has had a lot of things in, in life, he wasn't always raised with them, but, but definitely developed a strong life for himself and didn't find the fulfillment he was looking for. And certainly if you've missed any part of the show and the discussion, you'll want to go back and catch those aspects of it. Now, when you, you know, you have this message, which is really about simplicity and being raw. Those are your key focus points in there. Mm-hmm. Why is that yep. your key focus? What What? You know, why that versus all the other um, <laughs> options out there with your journey? Um, well, <laughs> that's, it really is quite simple. Um, so, so, sometimes, um, like I, I felt with myself, and uh, it's the only real perspective that I have to explain things with is through personal experience. Um, I found that, you know, sometimes we intend to do the right thing and we intend to make a difference, but we go about overcomplicating it or, you know, trying to make it grander than it actually is. And um, in in all of the, the noise that we add, um, the simplicity and the truth of the message that you're sending out gets taken away. 
which is why a lot of my songs are the way they are. I'm not, you know, um, I'm a self-taught guitar player, so I'm not technically gifted, but it, it gives me enough to combine a message that has come, you know, just in moments of silence and through life experience, to put that out there and in, in the most simple way possible so that whoever needs that message can grasp it for what it is and they don't have to wade through, you know, a whole, like a whole pile of, you know, words and things and theories and complicating, you know, scenarios to decipher what the message is. And it's really as simple as that. And it's it's raw because that's what it is. I'm so glad that you've actually opted to play a couple of the songs that are live versions from the YouTube channel because not many people want to do that. They want these perfect, polished, you know, sounds that you hear often, you know, without any mistakes or imperfections. And for me, the, the live versions with, the, you know, the imperfections are what makes them unique and real and raw. And that's just part of it. If, if you really want to provide a message, Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. It's just like it is with life. You keep it simple. And the rawness refers to just being yourself and being real. And, you know, having that belief that you are enough, you are good enough. And it, it actually comes back to what you were saying at the start of the show because I just uh, got snippets of it and it sounded like, oh, my God, Jesse is, like, in my head talking to me. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Uh, it's like, I that's frequently a real have that people... I frequently have people <laughs> tell me, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, and, and that just goes to show that, you know, that it's that common thread through us all. It's the way that we we want to be and need to be. It's the way where it feels effortless, where you don't have to try so hard. It all just seems to come together when you need it to, for the purpose that you needed to come together for. And that, like, for me, those are the best moments. I I really agree, and it's interesting because since I came back to where I'm located right now, I've put a huge focus simplifying things, even though my work has all these layers to it and stuff that I'm putting into the world as my, my passion with working with codes. At the same time, I'm also doing a lot of simplifying, a lot of kind of paring back a little bit, not pulling back away from my work, but just simplifying and just getting real. And I think, as you've expressed, there is an incredible power, an incredible energy flow that runs through us when we're willing to be in that raw and vulnerable space, when we're really willing to just stand and say, hey, this is where my life is at. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't feel guilty of it. I don't need to make excuses for it. This is just where it's at. And you can accept me or not accept me, and that's okay. Um, Absolutely. And and I love Absolutely. these, if you want to say unplugged <laughs> tunnel versions, because for me, when we get into those non, so-called non-polished, anybody, it's kind of like I was saying earlier, anybody can go and buy the studio and buy the people to polish their work, just like a model can buy, you know, a printer to, to touch up their photos. 
and make them look unblemished <laughs> in their yeah. photos. I'm not connecting with the real person in that case. And and so I absolutely love this. So I'm glad that, that you were willing to share those with us. And it wraps me around to an, another um, point in here, which is um, a song that, that I think is also another really dear one or has some big value to you called your, You Signed Your Name. Yes. Um, you Signed Your Name is a, a, a very special song to me. Um, I mean, they all are in a sense because, you know, they were created for a purpose and at, at a particular time. Um, you Signed Your Name um, is a song related to a lot of the memories that I've had throughout my life. And it's a song related to love in its truest sense. You know, a lot of the time when we talk about love, people think about it as romantic love and, you know, the kind that, oh, I'm heartbroken, oh, I'm not. But my grandmother always used to talk about unconditional love. And I think it's one of the things that has stayed with me. It's the way that you treat everyone around you, you know, irrespective of their background, their race, their, you know, where they, like, you know, what they do, how they dress. And, you know, you, it's that gesture of kindness. That's love right there, you know, the, the gesture of compassion, you know, the, the way you speak to someone or acknowledge them. And You Signed Your Name is a song that takes all those memories and puts them, you know, into a song for me. Um, it was written, um, unfortunately, it seems that a lot of my songs are inspired only when I lose people in my life. And um, this happened to to be um, a mentor of mine, a priest in the school that I was telling you about earlier, St. Xavier's in Calcutta. Um, that is one of my mentors who's known me from childhood going through life, and his name is Father Boris. <laughs> um, and you know he's got uh, I'm just one in the many people who he has inspired through his life just the nicest most approachable person who you know who used to be the prefect of my school and which is like the vice principal and just was used to come down and be such a regular guy to us that we thought you know what this is how people should be and uh, we have a little Jesuit motto that we grew up uh, like we grew up learning, which is to be men for others. And it wasn't really to say those words. It was how you interacted with people that made you men for others. And when he passed away, again, it was cancer. And it was a short while ago, last year, that um, I wrote You Signed Your Name. And the memories were of, you know, the corridors were all reflective metaphors. So the corridors of the school became the corridors of my mind him signing all the things in my notebook and things like that, you know, when we were sick, when we were late, when we were not going to class and he was letting us off the hook, you know, he signed little things. And um, I took that memory of him and all those memories from school and then started to build on with the memories of my father and the memories of the relationships, the, the love that I had felt in my life to my family and my friends and especially the, the relationships that I had had in my life and people who may no longer be a part of my life, you know, in that aspect, because, you know, the relationship is now over, but the love has not ended. And it is still a very beautiful thing that you carry in you. And that, that is what the song is about, is that, that if you give that love and it's unconditional, it stays beautifully throughout the course of your life on your journey. 
and you can tap into that source and to that energy whenever you really need it. Because, you know, those moments when you're low or you're down, you remember that love, and that's what you signed your name is about. And um, as you say, keeping in mind that it's really about being loved. It's not always about everything being the smoothest path along life. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be various things that might come along, but you can still be loved, and you can still love unconditionally in those situations. We are talking with Wayne Chater today, and uh, this song is what he was just referring to. It's called You Signed Your Name. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Upon my heart 
You're listening to Code Connection. Today I have with me Wayne Chater, and he's sharing his work, his music, his thoughts, and definitely some great thoughts for enlightenment in this show today. And if you've missed any part of it, I encourage you to to go back and check it out in the archives and, and catch it from the beginning. We did have a couple of little technical glitches right at the very start of the show, but hang in there with it for the first couple of minutes, and and it'll all come through, <laughs> as they say. And Wayne, you started to allude a little something right before we went into that song, and I had a feeling maybe there was something else you wanted to get in that was related to um, uh, true purpose and existence uh, type of stuff on there. Or maybe yep. not. <laughs> well, um, it's it's funny that you actually mentioned that because um, my thoughts were heading in that direction about you know, the, the, the search for purpose or true purpose. And, um, you know, we, it's the age-old human question, why are we here? You know, um, um, and a lot of us ask it all the time. Sometimes there's, you know, we get distracted by a lot of the things. And, like, but they like, I'm sure there's a stage in everyone's life when they ask that question. And, um, you know, it's um, sometimes it's too hard to answer. Sometimes we're trying to figure it out because we need an answer. And um, the the little thing that I'm finding along the way is, um, you know, not to have to try too hard to, you know, have the correct answer at that spot or at that point in time, you know, just to actually be present in every moment. And from for me, the the real the real um, time of the day that is most special to me are the moments when I am quietest or at my, I am still. And those are the moments for me, the little time that I spend, you know, and um, I seem to be an advocate for uh, for meditation, but um, um, it's, it's like, it's when I started spending time being quiet, connecting, you know, within myself and, you know, just being still, not waiting for anything grand to happen or not expecting some, you know, magnificent epiphany or, you know, a, a message or anything like that. It's when I started to feel just within myself that settling effect, that joy rising through me and, you know, just a much calmer, kinder, more compassionate person coming out to the world a bit more comfortable with themselves and not afraid to share that. And, you know, I, I think 
those moments for me are the most important. And that's just what I wanted to touch on sometimes when, you know, we talk about purpose and why are we here, why do we exist? And I, I really think that, you know, there's so much more to each one of us than just what we do. You know, it is who we are. And intrinsically, you, you are that person. You are that being. You have always been. You don't have to do anything or say anything to be who you are. You're, you you just are you. And it, instead of sometimes, you know, looking at all these things that we add up for value, you know, when you were talking about raw and simple and some of the things that we do in terms of overcomplicating sometimes is all the things that we add on on the outside to because we feel that that is who we are and those are the things that people will, you know, accept us for, um, you know. Um, and I, I've not got anything against nice cars and big houses, believe me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, uh, um, but, you know, sometimes we tend to associate a lot more value to those things and we start to feel that our purpose is just we exist for those things and the things that surround us and we forget that there's so much value and purpose in just who we are. And I guess that was the little message. Well, and and that's true. And again, like you, I have nothing wrong with, you know, all the nice and wonderful things out there. Uh, Again, I think the difference is, is are we putting the focus on having those things or are we putting the focus on being ourselves and enjoying those things? And um, I think that's where a lot of this, this purpose comes into. We've gotten as a maybe a, a culture or a human race in whole, maybe away from some of that. We've maybe gotten away a little bit from the being and focused too much on the doing uh, along the way. And it seems like this may lead in perfectly with another one of your songs that you can then share with us a little bit about because I know myself when I focused on being who I am, when I focused on being the love, as you've been talking about, and stayed focused on a purposeful life, uh, which comes from within, and, and I'm very big on meditation and all the things you're talking about, there's a freedom. There's a huge, huge freedom that comes from that. And I'm constantly thinking, how do I keep getting rid of this <laughs> material? <laughs> and and I leave, and people that know me, they know I lead a very minimal life. You know, matter of fact, I when I travel, I don't stay in hotels. I stay in my vehicle. Um, matter of fact, that even when I'm landed someplace, <laughs> I've been staying in my vehicle up until I was just gifted a wonderful hotel room for a month by some people uh, because they found out, they go, what's wrong with you? You're living in your vehicle in minus 30 degree temperatures. So I'm, like, I'm perfectly comfortable. <laughs> but they had to step forward and do something, and I'm very grateful they did because I'm thoroughly enjoying the space here. <laughs> All the same. But uh, so I imagine there's something to the song, Set Yourself Free, because to me, there really is that freedom when we focus on the purpose of the life, when we do that simplification, when we sit in love. Hello? Yes? Yep. Sorry, Jess. I was just, it just dropped off for a second. Oh. <laughs> so 
so it seems like we're setting ourselves free when we focus on that purposeful life. Yeah, um, I mean, a, a lot of times, you know, and uh, I laughed when I said, you know, I don't want to be an advocate for med- meditation because, you know, I'm not, um, like, sometimes, you know, we get caught up in the things that we're telling people to, you know, try and do. But my little message is to for, for people not to be afraid of spending time with themselves. And, you know, and we always have this um, thing about, you know, the difference between being lonely and, you know, spending time alone and, you know, that, that time with yourself. And uh, uh, don't be afraid of that time. It's, it's actually very rewarding. Don't expect anything during that time. Just your body needs a little time to reset because sometimes it's that chaotic in everyone's life, isn't it? We're all running from pillar to post, trying to sort things out. You know, we need got the things to do, bills to pay. People have families and children and, you know, jobs that demand so much of them. You have to give yourself that little time. And getting yourself free is a little message over there about, you know, that time and the message that you get from yourself. And, you know, to kind of just free yourself from, like, all the distractions that are around you and just try to listen to your inner energy. And, you know, everyone's got it. And it happens in whatever. If you like spending time just, you know, kicking a ball against a wall, go ahead and do that. Spend some time with yourself, you know, and try to clear out all the thoughts in your head if that's what works for you. That's that's excellent. Like, you know, go ahead and do it. Um, and I'm, I I love um, Bob Marley. And, you know, I make a couple of references to the man in this song as well, you know, just about this song, Could You Be Love? And, like, I always listen to, like, that kind of music and think, you know, it's such a simple message and Bob is there telling us, you know, it's simple. Just, you know, vibrate with that energy, that love that's in you. And set yourself free, makes a little reference to him. And a couple of my songs do about, you know, the energy that love brings into your life. And like you said, um, you know, stripping back your life and, you know, it's just that loss of fear that allows you that comfort to do it, you know. Um, it, it, it's, it's great to have this fantastic hotel room, but, you know, you're not afraid of having to spend some time in your car. There's nothing wrong with your vehicle, you know, your, your, or, you know, whatever it is you're driving. And that's, that's, the, that's the loss of fear there because, you know, you're absolutely content and comfortable with that. And it just allows you to be yourself. That is- so, that it definitely does, absolutely, and um, and I love my time alone. <laughs> I <laughs> I, uh, I get a little, you know, I gotta have my time alone. That's all there is to it. <laughs> We're gonna listen to this song, "Set Yourself Free." It's by today's guest, Wayne Chater. Stay tuned. We'll be back with a couple of more thoughts from Wayne. Oh 
Jesse and Nichols, George, you're listening to Code Connection. That song was called Set Yourself Free. It's by today's guest, Wayne Chater. And, you know, it's really interesting, a lot of the concepts that Wayne has been talking about on today's show. And, by the way, if you've missed any part of it, definitely go back and, and listen to the archives, which will be available immediately after we finish here, um, and, and catch the rest of his thoughts, because we've delved into a lot of territory today. But... Um, you know, in the in the process of all this, and I think I just lost my own thought <laughs> pattern. <in> this, <laughs> but um, and I did; it's just gone blank. <laughs> I was um, definitely jump. You know, in looking at these various things, you're you're sharing a piece that is so seasonal, and and I oftentimes like to have my guests correlate with the different aspects of the seasons. And originally I was thinking, you know, a nice flutist (laughs) would have been great, you know, a little pan pipe, something like that. But what was interesting that wasn't clicking in, and and you've mentioned this sometimes when things aren't clicking in, we need to just kind of release and let go and be still for a minute. And it's been perfect because your message has a lot to do with people shining their own light in the world. And this is a time when we are bringing the light back into the world in our seasonal year. Um, of course, in Australia, you're booked around, so you're <laughs> you're going on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum right now. But 
you know, it's definitely that period that I want to encourage people, particularly those in the U.S. where the light is growing right now, to to open up. And when we talk about the light returning, make sure it's your own light that's returning to the world and let that out. Now, Wayne, we're kind of winding down in time, and I do want to remind people also they can catch up with you and follow up on Tunnel Vision, which is your CD with your music coming out. And they can do that at facebook.com, Wayne Chater Music. Um, so it's facebook.com forward slash Wayne Chater Music, and that's W-A-Y-N-E-C-H-A-T-E-R-M-U-S-I-C. And this is, you know, really great for you to stay in touch and see what Wayne has coming out. We have just a little bit more <laughs> that we can delve into in a sense. And I know that one of your big messages um, that you like to also tap into is you have a key key thing that really transformed your life, and that was honesty. And I would love for you to use this little bit of time, since we don't have a whole lot, but a little bit of time talking about that and and sharing with us the song that we're going to end up closing with today, which is called When Will Me? When Will We? So maybe you can share a little bit with us on that insight and then also about the song insight. Sure thing, Jesse. Yeah, um, you were mentioning about um, honesty as a, yeah. So in terms of a characteristic or just part of who I am, I found that when I I can find no other way of how to live my life at the moment. Um, it's happened to me before throughout in relationships, and it has always been complete honesty, um, irrespective of you know how good or bad that's made me look. Um, and at the there has been no other alternative for me. Um, initially, when I was younger, growing up, I think maybe. You know, um, I, I w- wanted to be liked and, you know, uh, uh, not that I don't want to be liked now. I mean, um, you know, I grew up trying to please people and do things the, the way that, you know, I felt in my mind, not that anyone was pressuring me to do anything. I just felt that, oh, this is the things I'm supposed to do. It'll make people happy and then people will like me. And um, going through the transition and, you know, through work and, you know, experiencing the things along life, I've felt that that spark that is within you, that, that spark to tell tell it like it is, be true to yourself, be honest, and, you know, if there are choices that you have made or decisions that you have taken or things that you have done, own them. And, you know, because they are who you are at that point of time, and they're not always nice. And you need to accept the fact that that is part of you, and you're journey along the way to either learn from them or repeat them and then be honest again and it's not very nice again. And uh, so, you know, when you go go through that space and you, you, you are comfortable with that honesty and, you know, putting it out there in its simplest form, you know, raw and simple coming back to the theme, um, it's a liberating feeling. Um, of course, there is a lot of hurt and, you know, anxiety that might go with it and difficulties that come with it. But you find that at that point in time, when you look back on it, you have been true to yourself. And it's, 
it's not always pleasant, but it is who you are. And people will forgive you, accept you, or, you know, move there on their path. And that is the way that, you know, the, your life will pan out. And mine is panning out at the moment. Um, I have lost people that are very close to me and um, who I care about, you know, deep down within me, and I carry them with me, who are no longer a part of my life. But that is something that I need to own and deal with it. I know that in the moments that I was with them and I was interacting with the people around me, I was honest and I shared my true self with them and it wasn't always nice. And um, as I move along, I'm learning, you know, about myself a bit more. And it is a liberating feeling to be yourself and be, be honest. It's one where, you, you know, you don't get caught up in the, pre- the added pressure of trying to be someone else. And I agree. I think it's it's so important. I think sometimes people are afraid of getting into that honest space. They are afraid of being themselves. And I've really kind of come to the conclusion that we can only be afraid of being ourselves if we're living outside of ourselves, if we're living for the opinions of others. And to keep in mind that it's not what others think of you. It's about how you feel living your life. And, you know, if you can be happy in your life, then that's a great thing. If you can be yourself, that's a powerful space to be in. And there's no shame because I've learned through code interpretation that we each have our own little divine spark and our own little piece, which is magnificent. And the world needs you to be your piece and needs me to be my piece. And when that happens, it comes together in such a beautiful way uh, of things. Wayne, um, any insight that you want to give? We are going to close the show with When Will We, your song, When Will We. Um, Any little tidbits about that and any closing comments you would like to share with us? That's just one last thing that I would probably want to share is um, with when will we a little message to anyone who might be listening um, is is that song that song pretty much goes when will we and the the next line is truly be free and like we've said through you know talking about all the things that we've spoken and touched on it's just about being yourself be who you are and you know be a little mindful of all the people that are around you. And don't feel helpless and feel like, oh, just because it's not on a grand scale, you do not have the power to make a difference and impact another person's life and the energy that is all around you, because you do. And when you choose that space and when we choose to be free and to, you know, to be love, that's, that's really when, you know, that's, for me, that's the way I want to see us as you know, I... human beings interact with one another and the world around I so agree with you. And I have to say it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um, You've shared a wealth of information with us. And and just a gift, just a gift to to have you be real with us today. Thank you so much, Jesse, for having me and giving me this opportunity and, you know, for sharing my songs around and, you know, for the people who need to hear them, I hope they do. And 
for you, for your generosity and having me on the show. And, you know, the connection of how we've actually come together and be in this space is also beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'll ask that you, you hang on a little bit, even once we get into that closing song of yours, and, and I'll catch up with you uh, on a private uh, conversation here in the switchboard. So just stay with me here. Um, we have been talking with Wayne Chater today. If you've missed any part of this show, you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to it in the archives. And that is going to be available here in just a couple of minutes after we close out the show. If for any reason the last song cuts off, you will also be able to catch that in the archives. It does play through there even if you're not hearing it live. Now, I want to mention next week on my show, I'm going to be looking at the codes for the Chinese New Year and looking at the codes for uh, the Fire Dragon, which is our, our New Year coming up in the Chinese uh, system there, and that's going to be pretty interesting to take a look at. Also, February special deal, um, because we are closing down on the last couple of days of January here. I've decided to go ahead and offer up my books on relationships, You Need Life Dreams, and its companion workbook for only $1.99 each. So it's a great opportunity to um, pick those up, and I should mention that's the ebook version <laughs> of those books that you'd be able to get for $1.99, and so you can watch my uh, homepage for that. You can catch up with all of my work, oh, by the way, videos, the whole spectrum, archive shows, everything, through my website, Jesse and Nichols George, the number one.com. I also want to mention we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week, and uh, we have Darren Bucera who pops his head in and out. Janice White, our co-producer, is also doing her own show from time to time. Susan Weed continues to come on with her work in Herbs and Natural Plants. Um, I've heard some remnants of some other people coming back in who haven't been in a while that are absolutely magnificent uh, that will be doing periodic shows here on the network as well. And, uh, of course, there's Kevin Baird pops in and out uh, from time to time with New Companion, which is his own personal invention. And then, of course, I'm right here with Code Connection on Friday. So this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. I want to thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners, not only through Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live through PEN, which is known as Pair Encounters Network, Stream Finder, Talk Stream Live, and those that are catching our podcast at iTunes and TuneIn.com, and those that end up catching our YouTube version of the show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archive. And the song that we're going to close out with is by today's guest, Wayne Chater. And that song is called When Will We? Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.
Grains of sand that turn. 